Les's League. Hello and welcome back to Big Lezzers League and all rugby league experience. Happy New Year, the 1st of January. It's officially 2023. I'm officially counting down the days until the NRL season kicks off this 2023 season. Absolutely pumped for this new year and what a way to start the new year by listening to Big Lezzers League. If you're listening to Big Lezzers League on the 1st of January, you're definitely doing the right thing. You're definitely doing something right there. What a way to start the year. 2023. Geez, 2022 went fast. 2023, I bet, will go just as fast, to be honest. But uh, let's start off the year right. Let's talk about the Melbourne Storm, the depth they're going to have going into next year. Some of the problems they're going to have are the Melbourne Storm going to be as dominant going into next year. So the first thing that I want to talk about here, obviously I just mentioned it before, uh, it is depth. One thing they're really going to struggle with next year is depth. I mean, the forward depth is pretty light. Like if they lose uh, someone significant next year in the front row, if if Welch goes down with an ACL again, uh, let's pray that never happens. Um, You know, if Nelson goes down with an injury, if someone in the front row goes down with an injury, their forward pack is pretty light. Like Jack Howarth, Bronson Garlic, these are the guys coming in. Uh, Bronson Garlic's mainly a hooker as well. He can play a bit in the back row and at lock. Uh, so quite a smaller body there. So is Jack Howarth, to be honest. I mean, Jack Howarth isn't a small body, but he hasn't played much rugby league, uh, especially in first grade. So it's going to be a struggle for those guys. I haven't really blooded them into the competition yet. Whereas the Roosters, they had all those injuries. They were quite lucky to blood those guys in. Uh, and now they're really, really dominant players in our competition. Your Egan Butchers, your Satili Tupanua's. Uh, Your Nat Butchers as well. Nat Butcher really had a strong season when the Roosters had all those injuries. The Melbourne Storm, they've blooded in most of the backs. And the back line, I think, uh, should be all right next year. If there's a few injuries, you've got guys like Grant Anderson who have been blooded in now. I think George Jennings... Might not make the starting 17, so he'll be there somewhere. If he hasn't moved to another club, I wouldn't have heard if he did. Uh, but I'm pretty sure he's still there going into this year. I keep on, keep on saying next year, thinking that 2023 is next year. I'm not quite used to saying this year yet. 2023, wow. Didn't last year go fast. Um, but yeah, this year, I'm pretty sure he's there going into this year. I'm pretty sure the backs in terms of depth, it isn't the best. It definitely isn't the best. I'm more worried about the forward depth. As I said, those smaller guys coming in if there are injuries. Aaron Penne isn't the biggest man in the world either. So it's definitely going to be hard for them in the forwards depth-wise if one of those forwards goes down. you got to remember as well, they lost Felice Cafusi, Jesse Bromwich, and Kenny Bromwich all in the one foul sweep all to the same club, the the Dolphins as well, who have those guys now, the experience they're going to get at the Dolphins. Um, they've lost that experience there. They've lost their captain pretty much in Jesse Bromwich as well, which is pretty big for them. Uh, Cameron Munster means he's going to have to step up in this side and really lead them on through the season. Are they going to be as dominant? Are the Melbourne Storm going to be as dominant? They have got a bit of experience in Tarek Sims coming in into the back row. They've got a bit of young flair as well, Alicia Katoa. Uh, They've got a guy, Joe Chan, from the Super League as well. I'm not sure how young he is, but he's a bit of a goer from what I hear. So they're getting some players in, but again, not the biggest guys in the world. They need a front rower. They desperately need a front rower going into next year. At the moment, 
I've got Nelson and Welch in the front row to start. Kamekameka obviously comes off the bench, but that's pretty much it for front rowers. The other forwards they've got coming off the bench uh, in their predicted lineup would be Tepa Maroa uh, and then Alicia Katoa coming off the bench there. So more back rowers coming off the bench than in the middle. I'm not sure you could play Katoa in the middle, although I would be very interested to see if that would work. He'd be very, very dangerous in the middle. Let me just say that. Very, very dangerous. But the only front rower, the real front rower you've got coming off the bench here for the Melbourne Storm is Kamakamitha. So a little bit concerning there. Josh King, maybe he'll play a bit more minutes in the 13 jersey to allow those guys to come on and just singly play front row. Uh, you wouldn't be forcing too much minute, too many minutes sorry, uh, on Christian Walsh, either coming off an ACL injury uh, it's going to be really hard for him to come back. You've also got to think about Ryan Pappenhausen. Shattered his kneecap. It was a very, very ugly injury. Um, you've, he's also got to come back as well into this side. Um, it does he get injured again going into next year. It's a bit of a concern there. Um, so Pappy and Welch, another big concern, especially if they go down again this year. You've got Nick Meany going to fullback. He did okay, but is he as flary as Ryan Pappenhausen? Not really so. Look, it's going to be a really, really hard year for the Melbourne Storm. Munster, as I said, going to have to step up there. Jerome Hughes as well. I think Jerome Hughes had his best season last year as well. In terms of his kicking game, I've said it for a while now. They've got the guy from Rugby Bricks working over there, Peter Breen, I think his name is. Uh, and he is a sensational coach. He's played a lot of rugby union. Uh, I think he was a fly half. He might have played a bit in the centers as well, inside, outside, center. Uh, he's got a great kicking game on him. Uh, he does a lot of coaching in terms of goal kicking, in terms of play kicking. Uh, he's all over that. Passing as well. He's made his own passing technique. He teaches guys over in Union like Aaron Smith how to pass at a dummy half. He's worked with Harry Grant for a while and that's why Harry Grant's pass at a dummy half is so slick. And then he's obviously worked with Munster and with Jerome Hughes on their long kicking game, their short kicking game and Jerome Hughes has really taken a lot out of that and really improved his kicking game over the past 12 to 18 months and I'm really excited to see the work that Peter Breen does with those guys in the offseason if he's still at the Melbourne Storm at the moment. I'm not sure if he was only there for the one year, but if he's there again, it's going to really benefit those guys, especially in the halves, to get their side into the onto the front foot uh, with the forward pack they've got as well. They're going to have to be working extra hard, the halves. Um, but yeah, look, I'm a bit worried about this forward pack. I really am. Um, if this bench is wrong, we could see uh, a Joe Pezzett maybe debut in the 14 jersey just to bring a bit of spark. Tyron Wishart, very, very good in terms of depth. He's the one guy that I think they're very lucky to have in that system, particularly because he can play fullback, 5'8", halfback, wherever you sort of need him, even in the hooking role. Uh, coming off the bench there, very, very valuable asset. So he could definitely come off uh, the bench in the 14 jersey. I've got him here in the 14 jersey on this little lineup I've written down, which I'll read out in a second. But, um, yeah, I'm a bit worried about him as well because, you know, in those situations where he had to handle pressure, uh, he didn't go the best. I'm sure that he will drastically improve, take this year as a sort of a learning curve, especially since all the injuries they've had. He's definitely going to take this year as a bit of a learning curve. Tyron Wishart is going to be a pretty 
decent 14 for them, especially, as I said, in terms of depth coming off the bench. You can play anywhere in the halves, in the spine, pretty much. Uh, you could even chuck him as a roaming 13 as well. So it be very interesting to see how they use him. Uh, Josh King, I thought his ball playing through the middle was first class last year when he was in the team for them. I think he played every single game. Uh, for the Melbourne Storm last season. Uh, this season, he's going to be a bit of an asset for them, especially in the forward pack. Uh, as I said, I thought he was insane. Not just running, not not really running the ball. He's not the most exciting, hard-running front rower that you usually see from your James Fisher-Harris's and your Moses Leotas from the Penrith Panthers, those hard-running front rowers. Even I would go for, as far as to say he's not really like those Regan Campbell Gillards or those Junior Polos who just run hard uh, with the offload and stuff like that. He's very, very ball-dominant, as in passing game and stuff like that. Through the middle, he's a real good link man in that 13 jersey, so I I think getting him was a bit of a success and I'm excited to see how he goes. I imagine he'll keep that 13 jersey for himself for the next few years, at least until they get someone else. But I think that he's been doing a great job for them, Josh King. So excited to see how he goes next season. Uh, you imagine that since Felice Kafusi and Kenny Bromwich, both your back rowers are gone, Tarek Sims and Trent Lorio. Uh, I imagine they'll be playing in the back row for the Melbourne Storm. I think that's a pretty solid back row there, particularly since the guys that you've got coming in uh, to first grade, your Jack Howarth and your Bronson Garlicks. I don't think they'll start straight away at all. Bronson Garlick, I think, working his way into this side, as I said, he plays a bit of hooker. So if Harry Grant isn't that 80-minute hooker, uh, he can definitely slot into that role coming off the bench in the 14 jersey, playing a bit of hooker. But then again, you've got Tyron Wishart as well, uh, who can do the same thing. So interesting to see if those guys uh, work their way into this side this season. But this is the lineup I've got going into next year for the Melbourne Storm. Ryan Pappenhausen at fullback, Nick Meaney and Xavier Coates on the wings. I've got Remus Smith returning in the centers with Justin Olam. Uh, I've got Munster and Hughes in the halves, obviously. Welch and Nelson in the front row. Nelson had a really good stint in the back row, but I don't think that he'll be there, particularly, as I said, they're giving up a lot of size in that front row spot. So I think they'll have to chuck uh, Nelson back in the front row. But look, with all the experience he's got playing in the back row as well, he's going to be much more dangerous in the front row role, not your traditional front rower, which is really exciting to see. Grant at nine. I've got Tarek Sim and Trent Lorio in the back row uh, and Josh King at lock. Then I've got Wishart, Kameka Maker, Tepai Maroa and Alicia Katoa coming off the bench there. I think that's a pretty decent bench for the forwards that they do have. You'd imagine that a Howarth will work his way into this side as well. So exciting uh, for the Melbourne Storm. But as I said, a bit concerned in the forward depth there. They need to sign a few more big forwards to come in to that Melbourne Storm side. They definitely need the size in the forwards. Could have gone to the market for a David Clemmer. I think that would have been a really massive signing for them. Uh, obviously, before he went to the West Tigers, um, there's not too many big front rowers on the market at the moment. They could have gone for a Joseph Tarpany. I imagine they would have been going for a Joseph Tarpany, especially since when they found out they were losing a Jesse Bromwich. He would have been a perfect sort of guy uh, to bring in that side when he was off contract. There's a few guys they could have gone for. Uh, Martin DePau is still off contract as well. They could go for him. Uh, I think that he's signing with the Parramatta Reels. Um, so, look, very, very interesting to see who they go to the market and get. Uh, there's a few halves off contract as well, a few hookers. If Harry Grant doesn't play a full 80, you can go to the market and get a Josh Cook for this season. Um, and Chris Lewis as well. I'm a bit confused as to his situation. I believe he's on a train and trial. Um 
but yeah, I think that's about it. Him and uh, one of the guys that went to the Titans, then went to Union, then came back. I forget his name. It's Young something. Uh, but they're both on training trial deals for next season. I can't really understand why Chris Lewis would have been demoted to a training trial. Uh, considering he played a lot of games last year for Melbourne, particularly when they were struggling with injury. Uh, But look, very interesting to see how they go next year. And will they be as dominant is the big question. I'm not too sure at the moment. But look, you can't underestimate the Melbourne Storm. That's just what they do to you. They come out and they really dominate in games. They really dominate the competition. Uh, But it would be very interesting to see if they are as dominant in terms of where I've got them on the ladder looking at their side. I don't think they're in the top four. I would say around fifth is where I'd have the Melbourne Storm at the moment. But then again, I could be underestimating them and they could even get into the top four, maybe even above that. Uh, Melbourne, very capable of doing so, especially with their halves. Their halves are going to be a big asset for them going into next year. And I'm very, very excited to see how Melbourne go in 2023.